Salam, guys. I'm Mohsin. Welcome to this episode of Millionaire Muslim. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to spend a few seconds telling you about Islamic Finance Guru, or IFG for short. Mohsin and I co-founded IFG in 2015 because we couldn't find content about personal finance and Islamic finance for Muslims like you and I. Nowadays, alhamdulillah, we reach an audience of hundreds of thousands and our goal is to keep providing great content to help you guys. So if you're looking for halal investments and Islamic mortgages or startup funding, check us out at islamicfinanceguru.com. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can get me on mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and you can get Ibrahim on ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com. Enjoy the episode. Looking for a different approach to money? Meet Gatehouse Bank a Sharia-compliant UK bank built for the modern world. We help home buyers to purchase or refinance their home, provide buy-to-let funding for landlords, and offer award-winning savings accounts. Wherever you're going, get there a different way. Get there with Gatehouse. To find out more, visit gatehousebank.com. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Millionaire Muslim Podcast. This is Ibrahim Khan, your host. And with me, I have a very special guest, Mehdi bin Suleiman from Wahid, who's the head of operations and strategy at Wahid. Mehdi, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on with us today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. So as a brief introduction, I am French-Algerian. I basically grew up in Paris. Nice. Yes, that's where I studied as well and where I started my career. I studied finance and uh, I was a banker for a few years. I was a banker in Paris, in New York, before deciding to relocate uh, to the Middle East. And I basically made that uh, decision at the time of the financial crisis. And Mahdi, the question I had was, whereabouts did you grow up in Paris? So I had a dual experience, let's say. Uh, I started uh, from the suburb and then I was uh, finally in the city itself. I was in the 15th uh, district at the time. And so that's that's where I studied and spent my uh, teenage years. Very nice. Very nice. My only experience of Paris, I went there once and my uncle who's now passed away, rahimahullah, he used to live uh, on the Bastille, like basically on the road, uh, you know, with the Bastille right there. It was a great location. So when we visited, we stayed with him. So I've got fond fond memories of Paris. It's a beautiful uh, district indeed. It's very central as well. So Paris is a beautiful city anyways. Uh, You have a lot of different uh, uh, places to visit, but Bastille is one of that uh, that's definitely outstanding. So Mehdi, tell me a bit about what led you to Wahid. Like, what was the journey? What was the thinking that led you there? Well, I guess it's the combination of different parameters. I've always had a strong interest in uh, Islamic finance to begin with. So even though I was starting in the uh, conventional uh, financial world, let's say, I really wanted to make a, a move towards Islamic finance. So in 2014, I got, you know, the uh, IFQ, uh, Islamic Finance Qualification, in order to put a, to put a step in the industry uh, and understand, you know, the uh, main mechanisms and structuring possibilities. That was my uh, wish. This was combined as well with the, an entrepreneurial mind. So I launched my company as well at some point. And that's something I already, always liked, you know, and that's something I've always done throughout my career. 
even in banks or financial institutions. I like to create things um, and business and start businesses from scratch, basically. And basically, of course, the fintech angle, which was very important in my decision to join the company, I had strong interest. I saw the industry that was moving basically towards something new, something different, more straightforward, more user-friendly. And I knew that the future of finance would go through the use of uh, new technologies. So this combined with, as well, of course, the human element, the cultural fit. I met with our founder, Junaid Wahedna, about two or three years ago uh, before joining the, the company. We discussed different projects. I was amazed by his energy, um, his motivation behind the whole, you know, company. And all that, you know, all together pushed me to, to finally join Wahed in 2019. Brilliant, brilliant. And how was it to switch across? I know this is always a tricky decision when you're going from a corporate job to working for a startup, even if it is a, a large and well-funded startup like Wahid. What was the, I guess, thinking that you did and what made you take the leap? So as I was mentioning, you know, I already had done my own, you know, entrepreneurial experience. So I had launched my company. So it was not necessarily uh, new waters for me. I knew I what see, yeah. would be, yeah. So that helped uh, greatly because, you know, you need to show your flexibility. You need to be able to adapt to multitask as well. And that's something I really enjoyed. So uh, since day one, I knew that that was something that was a good fit for me. Brilliant. And perhaps it might be a good moment to just introduce our listeners to what Wahid is, uh, what it does. I'm sure many of them will already know, but it'll be great to hear from you yourself um, how you would describe Wahid. Of course. So basically, Wahed is the first global and Sharia compliant robo-advisor. Robo-advisor is a way of basically providing investment advisory uh, through uh, new technologies, namely mobile application or a web-based platform. And basically, the way it works is very client-friendly, user-friendly. You go through a questionnaire, you have a very simple journey, you answer a few questions, and that will define your risk profile. This risk profile will be related to your age, your level of income, uh, your risk appetite, and so on and so forth. Depending on the risk profile you've been allocated, you will receive a portfolio that is basically in line with your, your personality and, and your targets. And how do you think that for the average Muslim, how do you think that Wahid has fitted into their investment journey? Like, for the average Muslim, you know, does pretty much every Muslim need to be using or do you think there's like a, you know, there's a specific avatar or customer that you guys are going for? So it's a very good question. Basically, the value proposal of Wahed and our motivation since day one has always been to be as inclusive as possible. So inclusion, financial inclusion of Muslim population is key in our project. And that's why we decided to make it very easy to understand. So you don't need to have a strong financial understanding. Everything is auto automated, so the clients don't, don't really have to make uh, decisions, except if they want to, if that's a possibility as well. But you can be guided throughout the whole journey uh, of investment. Second, in terms of investment amounts, Wahed has a very low minimum of $100, uh, with which you can be invested in a very diversified manner, which is somehow mitigating the risks of your investment, and as well open the doors of people with lower incomes. 
makes a lot of sense. And it must be a fascinating place to work at as a company that's, to my mind, at the cutting edge of Islamic fintechs. And, you know, you've been there for about, what is it, a year and a half now? How has it been for you since you joined Wahid? And what has the evolution been like? It's been very exciting to work at Wahed. There's a lot of things happening all the time. We are extremely driven and motivated, and I can speak on the behalf of all my colleagues around the world. So you have the, the, the chance to, to meet great people, you know, internally or externally, uh, with partners and with your colleagues. You have the chance to meet great clients. It's very sat- satisfactory to basically figure out that you are solving problems for the community as well. I would say as well, it's very important to mention that there is a great company culture and all our employees share, you know, common values and want to do good. So it goes beyond, you know, pure, you know, materialistic aspects that you often see in businesses. Of course, we want to be successful. Of course, we want to perform. But as well, we want to do the things right. Yeah, makes sense. And what do you think has been the favorite bit of your experience over the last year one and a half years like what's some of the memories that really stood out for you you know in terms of clients it's very difficult to single out any of these you know customer interactions that we've had because we received so many positive feedbacks and as i was mentioning we solved so many problems for people all around the world i would say that what i really liked about the past year and a half i spent with the company is as well the When I was talking about inclusion, it goes as well beyond the only uh, religious belief. And one thing that struck us at some point is that we figured out that we had clients in some countries that we would have never suspected. And people who are not necessarily, uh, you know, practicing Muslim, but as well people who want to find a way to invest in an ethical manner. And I found it beautiful, you know, to have a product that is, you know, driven by the community, but as well, which is not restricting itself to the community. So the inclusion of everyone and, you know, opening the doors to everyone, I think is key. It's key to basically improve the dialogue between people all around the world. And as well, you know, having us as leaders of this movement is something I'm proud of. Amazing. And Mahdi, you guys have been working on a few different products and projects in the pipe work. And a recent one was the pensions offering that has launched in the UK. I'd love to hear a bit more about that and you know why is that whenever people say the word pensions people start going to sleep you know what Wahid have done here is I think quite interesting I'd love to hear more about that of course I mean that's something we're very excited about and proud of basically the situation to begin with in the UK for the Muslim investors was very uh, tricky and sadly because of the lack of you know options available in the pension framework a lot of uh, Muslims were not basically putting money in it. This is very important to prepare for the future. And, you know, we felt that the community was really missing out. And you have like very sad uh, stories of people struggling to basically uh, survive uh, after a certain age at the age of retirement because of the lack of planning or because, once again, no solution was offered to them. So starting with this just status, we decided to try to find a solution. And we gladly put in place a partnership with Options UK to develop what we have called Halal Workplace Pension which is basically a fully Sharia compliant uh, pension scheme that is available all across the UK. And that gives the opportunity for the Muslim community to prepare for retirement properly. 
Formerly, the only option that was in the market was through uh, an equity uh, instrument, an equity vehicle. And as I mentioned earlier, there is one key element of, to the investments you make in general, which is called diversification. So being basically exposed to one single asset class, such as equity, which is, by the way, the riskiest, is risky as well in terms of performance and volatility. So for the first time, through the Halal Workplace Pension, we are offering to our clients different portfolios, once again, the same way we do through the RoboAdvisor, with different risk profiles to basically ensure that they are first, you know, saving money for their old days, and second, that it's in line with their profile. Makes sense. This is a side point, but what are your thoughts personally on this whole risk stuff? Because I hear exactly what you said, and for most people, that is the right approach. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts around diversification. And I mean, this, you know, feel free to flag to me if, you know, you, you, this isn't a relevant question for you. But a lot of the discussions I've had with people uh, who worked in finance, they say that for the retail consumer, that like the everyday man, there is sometimes almost too much regulation around what can be provided to them. And of course, you know, there's a reason why that protection and the regulation is there. But it can be a little bit, you know, hard work for, let's say, a sophisticated retail investor sometimes to get access to interesting things. Yeah, just interested to hear your thoughts on that. Of course. So I understand like that sometimes it feels pretty heavy to get to, you know, diversification or access some of the asset classes. However, most of the asset classes are now pretty accessible. This is not so difficult to find a way to basically invest uh, if we put aside the alternative investments, uh, which can be, you know, private equity or uh, this type of asset classes. Now, I think it's a duty to protect the customers. And uh, I feel that even though some of them may feel that it's a burden, it's very important to make sure that financial services are offered in a proper manner. There are a lot of things that are attached to that. We're talking about suitability to go back to the risk profile that we are offering to our clients. That's something that is key to make sure that basically the clients have the right understanding and basically that the investment is what they are expecting in terms of both returns, but as well risks and volatility. You have a lot of scams going on as well in the industry. We receive a lot of complaints from the customers we have on our platform saying that, you know, they've been contacted or sometimes unfortunately lost a lot of money through, you know, these kind of schemes where you have people calling, cold calling or even building the websites and offering uh, crazy returns, uh, which cannot be justified by any means. So I guess, you know, the trade-off for, you know, the, the burden of and the hurdles of accessing investments can be justified by the uh, protection that it, it provides. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I hear you on that. And actually, it might be interesting to, you know, share with the audience a bit about the hard work that goes on in the background to just even deliver what is, you know, it might seem like a very, very simple product, but, you know, there's so much technical and legal and regulatory and partnership related work that needs to happen across multiple jurisdictions to bring something to bear. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that and how long perhaps it takes to get through all of that. Indeed, it's a very good question. Again, at Wahed, we've always decided to do things with the highest standards in terms of uh, regulation and client protection. 
which means that basically up to that date, we have uh, more than nine licenses all around the world, uh, given by the most reputable regulators from the SEC in the US, uh, the FCA in the UK, and so on and so forth. We have uh, licenses, as I said, I told you, in Kazakhstan, uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, in Malaysia. So all the work that goes you know, with us providing our services are related to uh, regulation, operations as well, make sure that we have the right talents, we have people who know and who are experienced in their respective areas in the financial industry. It's a lot of ground that needs to be covered. When you see our application in one country such as, as the UK, you need to know that it's months, if not years, of preparation and of fine-tuning to make sure that we combine both, once again, the financial strength and as well the smooth customer experience. Makes sense. And what is it like operating on a global scale? Because I, I know that you guys have teams in Malaysia now and teams in India, Dubai, USA, UK. Probably there's other teams as well that I don't even know of. How is it like running a business or head of ops in a business like that? Is it challenging, easy? What are the issues? So this is definitely uh, challenging, but rewarding, let's put it that way. So you need to navigate the time zones, uh, you need to interact yeah. with different jurisdictions. Each jurisdiction has its own uh, specificities and uh, intricacies, so you need to be aware to understand all the different frameworks. But in general, it's really, really interesting to get this exposure to new cultures, uh, to new ways of doing things. And I think that's one of our strengths, basically, because we have internal committees, we have people from different backgrounds, different uh, countries, uh, being able to mix these points of views and basically, you know, find synergies has proven to be a great engine for our growth so far. Amazing. And, you know, looking to the future now, Mahdi, about, let's say, you know, the five years in the future, where do you think Wahid will be and where, you know, what are your ambitions, ambitions as well? So, if we keep, you know, growing at that pace, I think, inshallah, we should be able to keep, you know, acquiring a lot of customers and to grow a lot our assets under management, which is our goal, definitely. We are evolving in an industry that lacks investment channels. There is a lot of cash that's, uh, you know, under deployed and we want to be part of the solution. For Wahed, I think we will keep growing uh, the same way we are doing at the moment, which is under two different segments. One is to keep, you know, opening new countries, basically localizing our offering to new jurisdictions all around the world. Uh, we have a couple of countries that are already lined up where, where we are almost ready to launch. So it, it should uh, happen, inshallah, in 2021. We should bring some good news. And second as well, the idea is to keep, you know, uh, developing the offering, so the products, and there are many things that we can do. We've already started the journey, so we started with the robo-advisor. We have the pension in the UK, as we mentioned earlier. We launched as well the first ETF in the US, which is very compliant and gives an exposure to mid and large caps for the US market. This ETF, just to show you the success, was launched in July. We're already at more than 15 million of assets that have been deployed through the ETF. It's listed on the NASDAQ. We did the opening bell ceremony. So the idea is to keep doing that or keep opening new channels, as I said, for the community to invest in new asset classes as well with low fees, because that's as well our goal to remain inclusive and to do that in an international universal manner as much as we can. 
Alhamdulillah. Mehdi, it's been a pleasure to have you on and uh, share your journey at Wahid and with Wahid as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing where Wahid go. I think they're a, such an integral part of and such an essential part of the Muslim uh, Islamic finance ecosystem. And what they've done, I think, has genuinely moved the community forward. And I don't say that because you're, you're here. I, I've, I've always said that. I think that what Wahid has done, even though it might seem like a very simple thing, is very difficult to do well. And I think Wahid have done it pretty well on the whole. So yeah, looking forward to the next five years and seeing where you guys get to, inshallah. Inshallah. The pleasure was all mine. And thank you so much for hosting me, Ibrahim. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Salam guys, I'm Mohsin. Welcome to this episode of Millionaire Muslim. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to spend a few seconds telling you about Islamic Finance Guru or IFG for short. Mohsin and I co-founded IFG in 2015 because we couldn't find content about personal finance and Islamic finance for Muslims like you and I. Nowadays, alhamdulillah, we reach an audience of hundreds of thousands and our goal is to keep providing great content to help you guys. So if you're looking for halal investments and Islamic mortgages or startup funding, check us out at islamicfinanceguru.com. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can get me on mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and you can get Ibrahim on ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com. Enjoy the episode. Looking for a different approach to money? Meet Gatehouse Bank, a Sharia-compliant UK bank built for the modern world. We help home buyers to purchase or refinance their home, provide buy-to-let funding for landlords, and offer award-winning savings accounts. Wherever you're going, get there a different way. Get there with Gatehouse. To find out more, visit gatehousebank.com.